ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And hopefully when we fly to Indianapolis, we can go buy a Milan so Matthew can show uh, the world his uh, tight little top um, that he's wearing today. Tight top? It looks fantastic. It is a tight, listen, I, it's tight little top. Tell you something. <laughs> it, is a, it is a, it's is a, what, it's, what's the Jimmy Fallon thing, my tight pants on? Yeah. It's my tight sweater on, this is a sequel. I, um, what can I tell you? It's the holidays. <laughs> should I, um, should I start an OnlyFans? <laughs> what do you think? What's the audience? I, then? I don't know. Matthew? What this asking? Fantasy football happy hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Happy Friday and welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I'm Connor Rogers alongside Matthew Berry and Jay Croucher. Matthew, that is a nice haircut, I must say. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank yes. you very much. Fre- it's yeah. so fresh. It looks like it was just done. Yes. It was. Shades of, uh, shades of Jake Gyllenhaal and Jarhead. Yeah, oh, there we go. It's very, I know. <laughs> Sam Mendes. I know. It, well, listen, I'm, you know, I don't have a lot of hair, so it doesn't take very long to, uh, oh, good. to cut it. Well, it's crisp. I, I, don't, it, I needed it. I needed yeah. it. it was get, like, what few hairs I have were, you know, yeah. it looked... It looked a little too old man-y. Okay. I, make, 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 I am an old man, yeah. but it just, I don't want to look you like You look it. 15 years younger. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know. I mean, the new wardrobe these days, now the haircut. Yeah, I'm trying to, really... I'm trying to step up my game. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm taping something after the show so um, yeah. for network TV, so right. I don't want to brag. Uh, okay. and it's a little NBD. different than yeah. with us. A little different. Uh, come on. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah, here wow. on the, here on the a little peacock. peacock. Football Night in America guy over here. Yes. Big timing right. peacock fellas. Right. I got Football Night in America tomorrow as well. I need to, yeah. need to look fresh for that. Are you going to wear a suit for uh, mm-hmm. pregame for us but, and mm. then just duck over? Have you figured that out? I haven't figured that out yet. I think I have to. You should. Because it's literally, it's, it's, it's uh, we're doing fantasy football pregame tomorrow, Saturday, the 23rd, uh, from 1 to 3 p.m. That'll be live. Use hashtag FF pregame. Get your questions in. On uh, Peacock and the NFL on NBC YouTube channel. And then right at 3 o'clock, Football Night in America starts. Uh, and it goes 3, three to uh, 4.30 all the way up to Steelers-Bengals. So uh, right here on NBC and Peacock. So I, I don't know. I might have to. I, think I don't know if I'm going to have enough time. Yeah. I have to figure out exactly where I am in Football Night if I have enough time. But maybe I, I'll wear the suit. Yeah. You in suit, man, Denver Nuggets hoodie or something. Lars yeah. Jackson and Larry hat, hat. Yeah, yeah be exactly. Good. Be good. Very fitting. Very, Very fitting. fitting. Listen, busy fitting. show on this Friday before obviously Christmas weekend. Yeah. Do we think the haircut looks good, or is it just too, or is it too short? Do we no, go no, too no, short? No, no, I was, no, I was like giving it. you a legit. Okay. I would tell you. I would yeah. Yes, this you. is true. Yeah. That's one thing I appreciate about Jay. Jay yeah. would tell me. He's very honest. He's man. very honest. I made my, honest. my thoughts clear about the red Milan shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are very clear. 
It looks like you got a haircut too. You're it's kind yeah, of did, a, yeah. a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> show three of it, I believe. Yes, it's okay. That's right. yeah. It's not a big deal. I also deal. went for the Jake Gyllenhaal and Jarhead. Yeah, it's a, a little different bit variation. Yeah, different variation. Denny sure. Carter will be here later for more laughs and fun. The regression files will be up at the bar after that for what's on tap. But before we get there, let's jump into the Roto World player news. For all your player news, go to NBCSports.com as we. Break down Thursday night football, an eventful game, especially for the Rams offense, specifically Puka Nakua catching nine passes for 164 yards and a touchdown. Really a solid night for all of the Rams wide receivers. Demarcus Robinson catches six passes, 82 yards, and a touchdown. Jay, we were talking uh, off air. Puka Nakua suddenly, it's still a long shot, but suddenly back in the offensive rookie of the year race. Yeah, now it's a discussion again. I still think CJ Stroud will win. I think CJ Stroud should win. Uh, just what he was able to do in his 13 games, we suspect that he's probably going to come back. But certainly it's it's open now and it's a race and it's certainly a discussion with how Puka played last night. He was amazing. He's on pace now to break the all-time record for a rookie wide receiver uh, yards in a season. Uh, so that has to put you in the discussion. And also he could have had a bigger night. Um, as I joked to uh, to Connor in a text thread, Matthew, that you weren't a part of, again, uh, after uh, Stafford missed Puka wide open for the touchdown, I messaged Connor, um, Puka Nakua, it means no touchdowns. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's quite good. Uh, Stafford that's missed it good. wide open, one of the very few... Uh, one of the very few misses from Stafford on the night, who was uh, magnificent again. Yeah, Puka played great. To your point about the rookie record, he only needs 129 more yards to set that. Uh, by the way, most games with 150 yards from scrimmage by a rookie wide receiver in the Super Bowl era as well. He was terrific. He was coming off a game where he wasn't all that great. I had a friend text me last night saying, Puka Nakur, Rasheed Rice. And I said, look, I really like both guys, but I have Rice ranked slightly higher. Yeah. Um, and... Obviously, so no longer have that friend. <laughs> he's still my he's still my friend, but you know I need Rasheed Rice to. We'll see if he still is if Rasheed Rice doesn't come through on uh, uh, this weekend. But really nice game here. I, some of this was set up by the fact that Cooper Cup, by the way, was bad last night. Dropped a lot of passes. Well, I mean, like this first, the touchdown that Nakua caught on that first drive only happens because Cup dropped a pa- touchdown pass on yep. third down. All right. Yep. Well, the thing is, is that I think people might get a little bit carried away with just the split and the raw numbers between Nakua and Cup. Nakua goes nine for 164 and a touchdown. Cup is six for 52 and no touchdowns. But Cup actually had more targets than Nakua on the night. Cup still had 12 targets. I think he just got like 10 out of 10 bad luck in terms of how the game fell in terms of just these individual plays. So it could have very easily have been Cup with that type of stat line. And I still would project Cup as the better guy for the last two I'll years. rank I'll rank I'll still rank Cup higher than Nakua next week although it's certainly closer both guys were top 20 guys for me coming into this game nothing that we saw last night changes that but to your point about Cup very frustrating I have Cup in a you know number of leagues I'm Nakua in a number of leagues that all worked out for me but Cup in a, a longtime dynasty league that I'm in and I'm, I'm the number one seed and I'm playing the sixth seed is kind of snuck in and I was favored by I don't know 15 going into last night but Cooper Cup, so massively underperforming, catches just 50% of the balls that go to him. That's his lowest rate since week number nine. Just six for 52. He loses yards on the one rushing attempt. Dropped two touchdown passes. Well below what he was projected to do. I'm now projected to lose this game. Very upsetting. I know we're talking about Cooper Cup, and I've made it about me, but that is that is my genius. Yes. That is my superpower. We'll get to you again later. Yeah, I'm sure we will. Oh, believe, later me, in the believe me, last night was, not, oh, oh, was ultimately not a great night. Uh, for me, um, you know, uh, fantasy-wise, even though I do have a lot of Nakua uh, this year. But I got the nice haircut, though. I got the nice haircut. I, I'm still thinking it might be a little too short. You guys don't think so? Best no, part is it grows back. Okay. It does grow back. 
I think. Know, but like, back a little bit. It might. <laughs> I think it looks crisp. It I don't think it will. That's the thing. Is I don't think. I don't think here it will. That's my thing. I think I'm. Hey, you still see a little there. All right, maybe. It just it looks on camera. And just it's just because you're directly next to Connor's full head of hair. Just makes is that it what it stark. is? Yeah. Okay. It's like when you put, uh, if Kadarius Tony was out there next to Puka Nakura and Cooper Cup <laughs> last night, it just makes it a little bit more stark. <laughs> Not comparing your hair to Kadarius Tony, but I am a little bit compared to Connor. That was upsetting. <laughs> Very upsetting. Incredible. I, I, I don't know. I just I feel like I look more bald than normal. And I normally look bald, but I'm just looking at myself now, and I just feel like I look... More bald than normal. It's do, fine. It's not like you're on national disagree? television. <laughs> what? It's, yeah. it's fine. It's not like you're on national TV. Exactly. We'll go back before then. Yeah. <laughs> plenty of time. So, 24 hours. So apt. So <laughs> 28 apt. hours. It's plenty of time. Okay. No worries. Okay. So Demarcus Robinson also has a big night in all of this. Uh, on top of Matthew Stafford, of course, throwing for 328 and two touchdowns. Sean McVay. After the game, do you have something on Robinson? Yeah, I was just going to say. I mean, he's I just, been great for a couple weeks now. He's been great for a couple of weeks now. Back to back games now, he's played 93% of the snaps yeah. since Tutu Atwell went down. Like, I feel like they've really found something here with Demarcus Robinson. He's always had flashes, you know. Always enjoyed year. his work. Yes. Demarcus Robinson just hasn't really happened for no, him. No, he's now. he had moments with Baltimore last year. Um, Kansas you know, City, previously yeah. Kansas City as well. Like, just very talented get, prospect. You know, just right. Couldn't yeah. get on the field, you know, with Tyreek there and everything like that. So he's always had moments, and it's it feels like they finally sort of unlock that now four straight games where he's had at least 13 fantasy points for Demarcus Robinson four straight games with a touchdown obviously that helps with the fantasy points but getting the usage he is like I don't think we thought this offense could support three fantasy relevant wide receivers but maybe they could as well they're at the Giants next week yep. I you know it'd be a little dicey to start Demarcus Robinson in a championship game but in a deeper league like I could see it. I mean, certainly if you need upside, just with the way that Stafford in particular is playing and the way they can spread the wealth on this offense, uh, I think he'd probably do worse if you do need an upside play. Yeah, and you brought up Stafford, how well he's playing. Sean McVay talked about that exactly after the game on Stafford playing some of his best football right now. Take a listen. I think Matthew's done a great job of, you know, being able to distribute the ball, and I think he's playing as good as he's played, Sam. I mean, it's been outstanding. Um, his leadership, he's feeling good, too. I mean, you know, people don't understand how much he was pushing through with the thumb injury, but this guy is a stud. He elevates everybody, myself included, and, um, you know, he's playing outstanding, and I wouldn't want anyone else in the world leading our team than him. Stafford last night, just looking, besides the miss to Nakua, he looks so sharp, and I'll throw this to you guys as well. This is kind of how he has to play, how this offense has to air it out, because the defense, as we talked about earlier, Jay, is not really inspiring right now. So the Rams can find themselves in these throwing aggressive scripts. I think the thing that we forget with Stafford is that like two years ago, he literally won the Super Bowl and marched the team down the field to win it at the death against Cincinnati. And then last year, last year he just had, like he might have had the worst offensive line in all of football and right. just everything tanked. And it was really, it was just and Cup was And Cup was gone. They didn't have Nakua. Like they lost Robert Woods. Like they didn't have. Kyron you know, wasn't a thing. No, no. And I think, one of the underrated stories. We, just, we never talk about offensive line play because it's just it's so hard for someone who just casually follows football to identify uh, you know these changes that the Rams have made at right guard or whatever. But the changes that the Rams have made along the offensive line, this is now a solid unit and it's good enough for Stafford to perform at the level he is. Same like Indianapolis, their offensive line has completely turned it around. It just impacts everything else on the offense, and Stafford is thriving as a result. I just remember a couple of weeks ago we had Denny Carter on our Friday show, you know, for his regression files. And he talked about positive regression was coming for Matthew Stafford that he was he was playing well but he was his career touchdown rate just yes, was yep. was way too low and that positive touchdown regression was coming for Matthew 
Matthew Stafford. Well, ever since Denny said that, it has happened. You know, he had only nine touchdown passes in his first nine games of the season, but now uh, he continues in his last five games, he's got 14 touchdowns. 14 in his last five compared with just one interception. He's also averaging over 277 passing yards per game since week 12. He's averaging over 21 fantasy points per game. Stafford just playing at a very high level, at least 20 points in four of the last five. Our last one here from the Rams offense, Kyron Williams. It's a classic Kyron Williams night at this point. 22 carries, over 100 yards. He gets the touchdown. Matthew, all summer it felt like we talked about that we were a little nervous with this offensive line, what it would look like, but Cam Akers would get volume. With Cam Akers out the door, all that volume goes to Kyron Williams right now. I mean, this guy could be a first-round pick and redraft next year with what he's doing. I think he, right? I think he should be. Like assuming, assuming they don't add anyone in the offseason that's any kind of real competition, I don't know how he's not. Just The volume's insane. The production's been insane. We expect this entire offense to come back for the Rams. You know, it's really interesting. For a team that we sort of all left for dead, that was going to be like, oh, they're rebuilding. They've traded all their picks. Stafford's hurt. McVay's being offered crazy TV money to be an analyst, et cetera, et cetera. Like, uh, it's be a long road back and yet here they are they're now they're eight and seven they're in the thick of the playoff race and they look good the defense is a bit concerning but to your point about Kyron Williams who's now scored in three of his past four um, and has at least 100 yards from scrimmage in three straight as well he's been a he's been fantastic ever since they got rid of Cam Akers and, and went to him when he's been out there he's been a locked in top 10 running back items a top three play this week you know and He'll be a top three play next week. Yep. No, good like running back, it. getting a ton of volume on a good offense. I think right now that the only guy, the only running back you can say definitively should go over Kyron Williams is Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. I think, I mean, you can make a case for other guys like Jonathan Taylor, full health and everything, but, I mean, Kyron Williams is is right there. Uh, to your point about the Rams, Matthew, on DraftKings, they are 30-1 to 1 to win the NFC. Uh, I would be much rather backing that than like Detroit at eight to one or the Eagles at plus three forty. I think there's a chance that the Rams can get themselves to a level where you know the only good thing with them is that they're going to be the six or the seven, and that means that you dodge San Francisco until the NFC title game, and that's the only team that I think that you feel like you're drawing dead against. So maybe you just you because I think they can beat the Eagles. I think they yeah. can beat the Cowboys. I think they can beat the Lions the way they're playing at the moment. Yeah, and just by the way, if they get like you know, listen, one, one game, game, one game, anything can happen. The Rams. Certainly know the Niners well. Like if you, you know, like they they played them twice this year. They played them many times. Like they could have beaten them the first time they yeah. played this year. It was very close, and there was no cup in that game. Yeah. All right, guys, we move over to the Saints here. Uh, you know, we, for all the good, Kyron Williams last night in the fantasy playoffs. Brutal night for Alvin Kamara. Good night for Derek Carr. A lot of garbage time here. Good for you, Jay. Twenty-seven to forty. Get to that. Three hundred nineteen yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. As we look at the Saints fantasy leaders right here. But what I really want to go to is Chris Olave catching nine passes for 123 yards. And if you watch Thursday's episode of Fantasy Football Happy Hour, someone on this desk was not on the Chris Olave over, but way above the alt yards. Take a listen. Century, I'm going with Chris Olave to have 120 plus receiving yards at plus 750. Ooh, a bomb. So, yeah, a little bomb. I just don't think Chris Olave should ever be that prize in a dome in a game where they are underdogs expecting to need to throw against a Rams pass defense that is worse than their rushing defense. Olave, before the Carolina game, had 119, 114, and 94. Three games in a row. So he's right there on the knocking on the door. I think he can have a big game tonight. So it's 120. Yep, 120 plus receiving yards, plus 750. Jay, hey, you should drink free with Chris Olave. Chris Olave drinks free. 
uh, for hitting that over on a plus 750, going for 123 yards. You absolutely nailed that one, Barry. I know you were on Alave's longest reception, 22 and a half. I know he went over yeah. whatever he it went. Was. He went over 22 and a half. I think at minus 115. So you know. That's not right. not plus seven fifty, but We're whatever. Wins he still a win. made money. A wins a win. We're Wins a win. Uh, so yeah, but that was great. That was a great call. And I actually, Jay, I made a ton of money off of you because what I did. <laughs> no, seriously, I I not only did I bet the uh, Chris Olave at plus one twenty at seven fifty, but I just basically did a ladder bet. Yeah. I took the over in his receiving yards, and then I took the over at eighty, at ninety, at a hundred, at one hundred ten, all at plus money, continuing all the way up to the plus seven fifty. But like. He was plus 500 at over 100. Like, I took that. Like, just, you know, uh, yeah, made me a lot of money last night. I think the market sometimes struggles to adjust to the type of defense that you're playing and how certain players match up against it. So guys like Rashid Shahid and Chris Olave, what do they do really well? They get deep, and they have a high average depth of target against a Rams defense that really struggles against explosive passes. And so that was the angle there, uh, and glad that uh, people were able to tail that and that Olave went over. And he quietly now, I mean, it's been a uneven year for Olave up until this past little stretch but now I mean you look at outside of the Carolina game 123 yards last night and then 119 114 94 uh, come money time Chris Olave is kind of delivering on where he was drafted a thousand percent and you know inconsistent quarterback play he's been in and out of the lineup but after a very promising rookie year last year we thought this is a guy that can take the next step and he absolutely has showing up in a big way in the fantasy playoffs when you need him the most. Uh, he now has, to your point, Jay, over 114 receiving yards in three of the last four. They play the Buccaneers next week as well. Pass funnel defense. That's a that's a really nice matchup. Uh, the game's not indoors, but still, Olave should get his. He's averaging, um, you know, over 32% target share so far this in uh, last last night. He had a 32% target share. His target share is north of 25% for the season. Like, it's just been... Been terrific. It's everything you wanted. Yep, and it'll be an even better matchup against the Bucks than against the Rams, even though it's not in the dome again. Like he was set last night at like 60 and a half, 62 and a half. He, if he should be set at 80 next week. Uh, and the market often doesn't make those big leaps because you want to be a bit more conservative. But uh, that's where he should be set, I think. And Meanwhile, by the way, the Chris Olave. So I don't have a problem with Chris Olave going off. You called him before. Chris Olave is a part of the stick men. You're your crappy sixth-place <laughs> team in our show league it's a here. Crew of a fantasy team. But you also had Derek Carr, who had the most mm. bull-essy um, <laughs> fantasy night. Finishes with 25 fantasy points. Well, I mean, look at this. You're so, in trouble, Matthew. <laughs> I am in trouble. So, look at this. <laughs> I, look win. at this. You are now favored to win. <laughs> I, have, I have one loss on the season. I have rolled this league. I've been in first place by a wide margin the entire year. And you barely get in the stick men. The stick, and you're not even starting Easton Stick, which is embarrassing. You should call yourself the Nick Men because you are starting at least Nick Mullins. But like, um, or the Diggs Men. Yeah, I like the, the Dig Men. Yeah, you know what it reminds me of? What was that year that like, Aaron Rodgers went like 15 and 1 and they played the New York Giants in the divisional round? Then like Hakeem Nix catches a right. Hail Mary right. and then Eli takes out Rodgers like 37 to 18 or something. That's what this is. And all I have to say, Matthew, is uh, let them eat cake because yeah. that's a revolution <laughs> in the air and your tyrannical reign of terror is coming to an end. It's, and the stick men yes. are going to rule France I, and take you down. By the way, 
I believe this to be happening. I am sure this is going to happen. This is what sucks. It, like, I have a better team than you, top to bottom. I've done a better job than I do. I have a better job. I have a better team than you. I've done a better job of managing it this year. And yet, because of the fantasy gods, because of the way it happens, I lose Tank Dell due to injury. Sam Howell. Justin Herbert. He's my only good player. He's starting Nick Mullins. I know Nick Mullins and Derek Carr are quarterback. Yes, and you got 25 points out of Derek Carr, who's going to wind up. I'm starting starting Joe Flacco and Jalen Hurts, and I bet you neither of them get to 25 points this week. Like, it's complete complete and utter trash. (laughs) This is what sucks about fantasy football. I completely agree with you. You are the betting favorite. I'm definitely going to lose, and I'm going to be insanely bitter and so angry. When we come back here, um, I guess Tuesdays are we're not we're not we don't have a show on Monday because it was, it's Christmas, but Tuesday. Listen, one, it's an inspiring story because it goes to show it's not. how terrible your team is. It doesn't matter. I've been gaming the waiver wire like a madman. I got no good players. Right. Been able to manufacture Nick Mullins. I got Josh Palmer. He gave me 21 points last week. That's the reason I'm here. And here's the other thing, Matthew. I don't care about the final. I don't care about the final at all. <laughs> if you beating. told me I'm a hundred percent chance to beat you and zero percent in the final, I will take that. Yes, I don't I care know. about the final. I just want to take you I down. Know. I know. I'm going to. This is outrageous. It, I'm so pissed about this. <laughs> I like this is the league I now care about the most because yeah. you know because a I should win it. I've had the best team from start from wire to wire. I absolutely have. That's indisputable, right? Again, just <laughs> numbers are numbers. Come on, <laughs> right, Connor? I lost you like 188 to 181. Right, just, you put up 181 in the league. 140 all season. <laughs> right, exactly. And just yeah. it's it's unbelievable. Um, very, very, very What's upsetting. What's the, you know, the The best swordsman doesn't fear the second best. He fears the most unconventional. That's me. I'm right. unconventional. Yeah, I'm Derek exactly. Carr. Exactly. I'm Derek Carr throwing yeah, right. six points. Yeah, you're, you're using swords on your feet. <laughs> yes. And you're like, I, I don't know how to b- battle that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the best yeah. full circle of this. Are you starring Najee Harris this week? I'm starring Najee Harris. Is Najee yeah. Harris can determine your fate. He's going to torch the <laughs> DJ Reno-less <laughs> Bengals run defense. He's going to score three touchdowns tomorrow. I, re- That's exactly I really what's think. Happen. I might put a multi-touchdown Najee you Harris should. bet in. Yeah. 100% you I, should. I like, might do that, too, just because... You need to ease the pain. At least ease the pain. Yes. I, I, do it, Najee. I, so Najee Harris do is going to score twice tomorrow, at least twice tomorrow. That's, I'm feeling it. 1,000%. I'm going to... I'm F&A. And anyway, we're going to talk about this later. But, yeah, just like all my guys that went <laughs> off last week aren't going to go off. Joe Flacco is going to turn back into a pumpkin. Yeah. I can't start Sam Howell, not against the Jets. Yep. So, right. Jalen Hurts. It'll be like a big DeAndre Swift game. Like, Jalen Hurts won't do anything. Like... You just, I, I know how this movie's turning oh, out. Oh, yeah. We've seen this, this one before. Yeah, we've seen that. Yep. And then You'll, it ends with Penn State Blake holding the trophy above <laughs> all our heads, which is phenomenal. You'll be on FNIA leading into a massive game for Najee Harris, followed by my actual good player, Stephon Diggs, going off in the nightcap. Yeah, oh, by the way, that's the other thing. Yeah. Stephon Diggs is so due for a big <laughs> I know, game. It's right. coming. It's he, been like you know, five weeks now. It's been five. still, and now he's playing yeah. the Chargers. Yep. Yeah, they have a lot of good corners. Stephon Diggs is absolutely going to have a huge game because he needs to. and Steph. Yeah. Me and you. This, this sucks. Championship bound. This sucks. I'm just telling you, America, this sucks. <laughs> you want to so be good. a fantasy analyst? You want my job? Because this is what it comes down to. This sucks. I'm with you. I, you're going to be, you you're gonna beat, you're gonna beat me and you're going to torture me all offseason. You're going to beat me with your <laughs> crappy team. I want to say a different word, but it's the holidays. I don't want uh, Stephen yeah. to have to bleep it. All right. Well, uh, let's get into injuries with all of that. Uh, injuries were tracking on Saturday. Keenan Allen's out again with the heel injury. Yeah. As expected, no Jamar Chase with the shoulder. I think the key thing to keep in mind with Chase is how long this goes on. Kenny Pickett with his ankle injury, he's been ruled out. James Cook will be active. He was battling an illness. He came back to practice yesterday. 
Don't forget he drank emergency for free yesterday. So looking good on the James Cook front over here, guys. Um, we'll get to Sunday in just a moment. But, you know, anything that really stands out to you here, Barry, I feel like we were expecting at least Chase and Pickett. Keenan Allen, he just hasn't practiced with this heel injury, and I don't he think hasn't. they're going to push him at what's become of their season. No, I was just, I was just che- while you were reading all those, I was just checking the Fantasy Life app, getting some alerts here. C.J. Stroud not practicing again today, so he's not going to play. It is going to be uh, Case Keenum once again under center for the Texans. However, Devon Achan is expected to play. That just came through as well. Um, the, the one that I think uh, that sort of jumps out here, there's a couple here that jump out. First off, Trevor Lawrence. He is gonna. He has not officially cleared the concussion yeah, let's protocol. Take a look at Sunday's injuries. Yeah, um, as we go to Sunday. Sorry, there's nothing from yesterday that. Yeah, no, we were out. expecting all of those. Yeah, like you said, update on Stroud. He's down today. He's not playing. But get into Lawrence because that's the big one that's up in the air. And Doug Peterson sounded a little more optimistic this morning. He's gonna practice today. He hasn't cleared the. He hasn't cleared the pr- protocol yet, but he is gonna practice today. So Doug Peterson's exact words were, "I would say it's better than a coin flip that Lawrence plays." I don't think you say that if Trevor Lawrence isn't going to play. That's why everyone watching should go to the DraftKings app right now and bet the Jags plus two and a half because that isn't the line if Lawrence plays. Uh, I'm I'm doing it right now. It was the Jags. Keep talking while I do this. I think think the Jags probably be slight favorites in that game. So, uh, yeah, that makes no sense to me because even if you think there's only a 75% chance Lawrence plays, that line is still value. So uh, that would be my, my action based off uh, this Doug Peterson news. I like that. For I those like listening, well. I'll read off a couple more DMPs for yeah, Sunday. It's that still you, Jaguars plus two and a half as of right now. That you need to keep an eye on. Zach Moss, Kenneth Walker. Raheem Moster is typically rest. Double check this one, but he's usually on the safer side when he doesn't practice. Madison's still not practicing with the ankle. Same with Ramondre Stevenson, Brian Robinson with that hamstring. That's lingered through and after the bye week. Jaden Reed and Christian Watson, the Packers wide receivers, they did not practice. Will Levis with the knee. It's going to be a Dontavian Wicks kind of week. It really is. Chris Godwin not practicing with the knee injury. Zach Wilson still dealing with the concussion. That'll be a Trevor Simeon game against your commanders, Matthew. Both our teams want Marvin Harrison Jr. is what that sounds like. To me, Zay Jones not practicing with the hamstring. You said it. A-Chan, who was back at practice, he will play. He was limited. Same for Aaron Jones, Tyreek Hill, Nico Collins. Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor for the Colts are full. Yeah, and I think that's really interesting, too. I mean, I feel like you're starting Jonathan Taylor. You know, you're excited to get Michael Pittman back. And Jonathan Taylor, especially with Zach Moss not playing, like it's not going to be Trey Sermon or whatever. If Jonathan Taylor can play, this is a game that's important to the Colts. I think you see a full workload of Jonathan Taylor right back into the lineup there as well. Good to see Nico Collins back out there. Hopefully he can go. He is practicing today. We'll, we'll track that uh, heading in through the weekend. But I think if Nico Collins is active, I think you're starting him, even with Case Keenum, even though he's missed some time. I feel like you're probably, you know, just based on volume there. I get it. They're playing the Cleveland Browns. It's not a great matchup either, but uh, I don't know. I feel it would be tough for me to keep Nico Collins out of my lineup. Yep. No, I agree there. Just on Pittman and Taylor, just another, while we're talking about uh, lines, the Falcons are nearly three-point favorites over the Colts now. I don't understand that at all. That makes zero sense to me. And Taylor I'm, Heineke, baby. Taylor Heineke. I know they got Caleb McGarry and David Onyemato practicing yesterday. That's big for the Falcons. But I can't buy that they are three-point favorites over no. the Colts in a game that the Colts desperately need. Right. I know the Falcons need it too, but I, I, think those, I think the Colts are the better team, if anything. I, I was going to say, I'll tell you, I, I prefer the Colts' money line. Yeah. I, I, I think the Colts uh, win that game. Steichen, Arthur Smith. Steichen, by the way, now is the favorite for Coach of the Year yep. as we sit here today. The that real stick man. Yes. That, the real he's stick actually man. the authentic stick yes. man. 
I model my game plan after him. That's why we're spamming you with RPOs constantly. <laughs> you get the, no get the most out of the least. least. Yeah. You, are the, you are the Gardner Minshew of fantasy. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm chaos. Yeah. Chaos merchant. Yes. A stinker yeah. every once in a while, but just <laughs> yeah. you find a way. It's yeah. Find a way. Yeah. You forget about the fumbles in the red zone. <laughs> yes. We're airing it out deep to Alec Pierce. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's jump into the injuries we're tracking for Monday yeah, I, to close this out. When I lose to you, and that's going to happen. <laughs> oh, Tuesday's going to be, so gonna be tough. Yeah. It's going to be really tough. I won't hold Especially back. I might not show up Tuesday. Yeah. What? Coming off of Christmas, we're going to be here on Tuesday, and you're going to be a little grumpy. I'm going to be tortured. You're going to be a little grumpy. I'm going to be tortured. You're going to be in a great mood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm going to send leads voice messages on Christmas morning. Fantastic. I've started sending more voice messages these days. Yeah, exactly. It's good content. Yeah. All the... Terrific. All right, the injuries we're tracking for Monday. Now, it is very early for these players, so don't lose all hope yet. But if you have Zamir White, you got a chance. Because Josh Jacobs right now still not practicing with the quad. Michael Mayer not practicing with the toe. Jarek McKinnon, we know it's the return of Isaiah Pacheco, but McKinnon right now with the groin injury is not practicing. Odell Beckham with an illness. That could be the same as James Cook. We'll see if he can push through in the next couple of days. Devontae Smith pops up here, Matthew, with a knee. That's a little scary in the fantasy playoffs. And like I said, Pacheco is going to be back. Yeah, we're excited to get Pacheco back. Um, uh, although McKinnon as you put, has not practiced yet, so that's sort of interesting. Um, but it would just be more Clyde Edwards Elayer. Or they use Pacheco in the passing game, so I think that that all works out um, uh, pretty well there. But Devontae Smith, if for some reason he can't go, you would feel pretty good about Dallas Goddard. Obviously, A.J. Brown is going to get him, but get his. But, you know, they're home to the Giants this week, and so, you know, that's a game where you should see a lot of DeAndre Swift. They should be able to run pretty heavily against New York. So uh, that's a concern. If Devontae Smith, that's obviously something to track. It's not until Monday, however. Yep. From memory, Devontae Smith took a bit of a hit in the Seattle game, was limping uh, for play, but then came back in. So maybe that is the cause. In any case, like these, we have to remember that these practices, they're effectively, because it's a Monday game, those are like Wednesday practices, which aren't as nearly as telling. So perhaps these guys will be fine. We'll learn a lot more with their designations today. I'll say this, though, going back to like the, the, the Sunday list, one that's also sort of, Chris Godwin just showing up yeah, there. That's, that's that makes me nervous. That's a Sunday game. That's, that's a Sunday that's game, a and, you know, we all like Baker Mayfield this week against the Jaguars. But, again, if Godwin can't go, again, to your point about Jaguars plus two and a half, yeah, we'll if Lawrence can this. go, yeah. if Lawrence can go and Chris Godwin can't, and it's literally just it's Mike Evans out there with, like, Trey Palmer, yeah, like, you know, Kate Otten, I yeah. don't know. Jags are favored in that game if Lawrence plays and, and Godwin's out. Yeah, for sure. All right, so keep an eye on those injuries as we head towards Monday Night Football. And it is that time of the week where we welcome in Denny Carter for the regression files. But before we do, as always, a little hype video for Denny's intro. So uh, Arthur Smith, after you know giving Bijan Robinson uh, like five carries last week and riding Tyler Algier and Cordero Patterson to a defeat against the Carolina Panthers, the worst team in recent NFL memory, uh, he said, quote, uh, we will die trying to make sure we get this right and talking about how he's going to fix this Atlanta offense. Art, listen, I, he's a big Galaxy Brains guy, so I know he's watching. It's, a not, it's not a binary option here between fixing it and perishing. Uh, there are there are other other ways to go about it. He spent the whole press conference trying to pull his sleeve over his wrist to cover up his, his feed CPAT tattoo. <laughs> And uh, so I'm just dying at my own joke. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Smith, is that a feed seat that tattoo? I have no idea. And what, why is it so big? Arthur Smith got that tattoo in uh, uh, spring break 2012. 
All right, let's welcome in the man himself with the red festive tie. Oh, no. And boy, is oh, he bringing no. it. There he is. What more is there to say? I don't think you need an intro at this point, Denny, but uh, welcome on and clearly happy holidays. Yes, and uh, I didn't lose a bet. People are asking, did you lose a bet? Is that why you're wearing the glasses? And I didn't. I didn't. This is, this is my, own, my own choice, guys. I, I enjoy these glasses. Yeah, I also enjoyed your uh, get up in the hype video. Uh, very Dead Poet Society, uh, Robert Sean Leonard or whatever that guy's name is. Uh, no, it was a good look with the loose tie. Really uh, fits with your aesthetic, Denny. What but is, uh, glad you're here. What What is Thank that you. T-shirt? Ho ho hold. What are you it, holding? It says, uh, ho ho hold my beer. Oh, got oh, it. Wow. I get it. So it's a no, drinking shirt. Well, listen, we are the happy hour. We are in a bar, so I think that's... Yeah, and you can actually put a beer in here, although I did once, and it spilled all over me during a party, so it yeah. didn't really work out. It was very dangerous there, so if Danny had stood up anymore, we would say that he's not wearing any pants. Yeah, uh, it's dangerous. But, uh, unfortunately, different we kind of, Yeah, ho-ho-hold has a different kind of meaning in that scenario. <laughs> right. Uh, for sure. Oh, that's actually um, a good job. I should probably leave. <laughs> Thanks. Um... Dennis, Dennis, um, you want me to tee up the, the article? I can't. Yeah, if you're sure. Can right you? I'm, I am. I, <laughs> Are you guys having your wife, trouble focusing? Are you having trouble focusing because my glasses? Is that, I am. am I distracting? Um, yes, a little bit. Do you have? Um, has your wife seen that? Those glasses? Has Mrs. Carter uh, she seen did, those glasses? She did. She immediately left. So uh, yeah. we're we're uh, the we're having gone. you know a little. <laughs> holiday uh, difficulty but I, i'm not taking them off it's my right it's my right to wear them i've been wearing them for seven straight days you know and and i'm not taking them off that's yeah. the beauty of america that is <laughs> sleeps with them on yeah, yeah I, I got to hard hard to see why the wife left um all right uh <laughs> denny joins us every friday <laughs> sure. for the regression files players who are overproducing or underproducing based on their workload playing time and opportunity and as we often do denny we will start with a negative pick uh, our glass half empty edition. Who do you got for us this week? Yeah, uh, look, at Tucker Craft has been fun, okay? And I'm here to end the fun, you know? <laughs> and that's what I do well. with the re regression files. <laughs> uh, I can never have any fun. And so I, I just pointed out that Tucker Craft has sort of gotten away with it. He uh, only has a 14% target share over the past three games, 10% air yard share. You know, he, he is running a lot of routes, but he's just not commanding those kind of targets. He's getting away with, with, you know, touchdowns in the green zone, and that works. And you know what? If if the Packers are, are you know, hard up for pass catchers this week, Kraft is going to get away with it again. But I'm just saying there might be better options for you if you're going with Kraft and you're saying, oh, hey, I have a locked-in 12, 15 PPR points. I don't think that's what you have with Kraft. And the Panthers are one of the worst uh, matchups for tight ends. All right, Jay, how about a negative pick from you? Yeah, how about Jordan Addison, Denny, who uh, had a fantastic stat line against the Bengals, but that was the product of only six targets and also two touchdown passes that Nick Mullins really shouldn't have let out of his hand. Yeah, you know, you, you look back at those and, and people uh, accuse me of never having watched a game. Well, I did watch that one. And, and I will say that those touchdowns did seem a little bit on the lucky side. Uh, Justin Jefferson dominated air yards and targets last week uh, for the Vikings, as you would expect. Addison got away with it, okay? And so I'm here to throw cold water on that and say, no, no, you can't have fun with Addison this week. You got to find someone else. Actually, you probably you probably don't have someone else, but I just, I just want to let you know that uh, the 35 PPR points or whatever, that's not happening again. And, and really, he's not even running a ton of routes right now. That makes me a little nervous. 
But I'll tell you, Denny, you're absolutely right, and I'm going to tell you why. I didn't need all your stats about the lack of routes running and the, <laughs> the, the target share. I'll tell you why. Because I have Jordan Addison on my mm. team against Jay. Yes. And so the fact that he put up all those points last week, oh. when I was on a bye, always tickets when I was on a bye and Jay was using Easton Stick and Josh Palmer <laughs> to get past a team he had no business getting past to play me in the semifinals. So the fact of the matter is, is now when I need Jordan Addison to do something, he's not going to do anything at it's all. It's not happening. No, a thousand percent. Not- Matthew, this guy converted 96% of his air yards into real yards last week. No. We hate that. We yeah. hate that. Okay? Yeah. That's, that's, that's terrible. We, that's going to all regress this week. You're, you're finished. I'm completely done. I, I'm aware of it. Did you know he got 25 points out of Derek Carr last night? Stupid <laughs> nice. Derek Carr. I heard. I heard. Yeah. And you know what, Jay? I love that for you. I really do. Thank you, because I love some garbage time production. And I'm sorry, Matthew. I mean, but you've benefited from garbage time. Come on. We all have. No, believe, believe me. I... I Credit most of my dating life to garbage time. Make no mistake about it. So, and in fantasy, for sure, hundred percent. Like I, you know, uh, if garbage time hadn't already been taken as a name of a show, that'd be perfect for us. Yes, I missed the fourth quarter. It's you like are. You missed the two a.m. to four a.m. Yeah, yeah. Time's working. It's unbelievable. I, but to your point, yes, Jordan Addison is going to tank. He's going to he's going to three blank points. the bed tomorrow <laughs> because he's he three is. three and a half points because yeah, I'm playing uh, the merchant. Chaos over here. <laughs> Denny, it has not been the fantasy season that Patrick Mahomes drafters were hoping for, but he makes your positive list this week. Yeah, it's weird. I've been I've been sort of uh, holding back on that, uh, hesitant to do it because, you know, hey, it's Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, the greatest quarterback to ever play. But here's the thing. Uh, he's kind of running cold in the, in the red zone while leading the league in both uh, attempts inside the 20 and attempts inside the 10. The Chiefs are super pass heavy uh, in that part of the field. I think that'll continue. And this and this Raiders team, folks, I, look, it wouldn't be a, a, a Denny appearance if I didn't say funnel, okay? The Raiders are a pass funnel. I think the Chiefs will throw a lot here. I say Mahomes throws for three touchdowns this week. Ooh, I like it. It shows you where Mahomes is at, that uh, he's stuck throwing jump balls to Clyde edwards in right, the end yeah. zone. That's, uh, that's, that's what it's come to. And then it's yeah. like bold to say he'll throw for three touchdowns. Yeah. But it really is right now. It really is. I mean, that's where we've landed. I'm, I'm with yeah, you, Denny. it's crazy. Matthew, how about a pick from you? Yeah, I, you know, one of the things that I thought was interesting about your article was DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Denny. Like, just in terms of the fact of the matter is, right. is that over the last, last week he had over 200 air yards and only 21 actual yards. You can't feed your family. I learned this on air yards. <laughs> tried, uh, yes. tried. But look, Ryan Tannehill is going to start, and when Tannehill's been under center this year, Hopkins has a 29% target share. Over the last three weeks, no wide receiver has more air yards than DeAndre Hopkins, and so I think just volume, maybe a little bit more consistency from the quarterback position with DeAndre, uh, with Ryan Tannehill under center. Hopkins uh, is a top 20-ish wide receiver for me this week. I'm at wide receiver 22, but I think positive regression coming for hop yeah listen you can't metabolize air yards we we've all tried this but you you can metabolize real yards i think those are coming i I think he's locked in honestly popkins is locked in for a dozen targets this week against a pretty a pretty bad seattle defense so i like him all right you can catch denny for his live fantasy football q a right after happy hour 1 p.m eastern time on nfl on nbc youtube channel i heard he will still keep on the glasses as he takes your questions denny thanks for joining us as (laughs) seven straight days that's right. He's counting days. sleep. He's, yeah, 100%. Uh, Happy holidays. No romance happening in the Carter household. Ha- ha- maybe there is. Happy holidays, oh, Denny. He just said she wasn't into it. <laughs> yeah, but well, so maybe he's lying. Give him time. Give him time. time. Yeah, let holiday marinate. spirit. Yeah, holiday spirit. Yeah. Like a fine wine. Yeah, just turn off the lights. Yeah. Be fine. <laughs>
Sound experience for that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Find another way to celebrate the holiday season by being a part of Premier League festive fixtures. Beginning on Thursday, December 21st, we'll have 29 matches over 13 days on NBC, USA, and Peacock. So check out all the thrilling moments from creative set pieces to scorching shots and amazing saves. It's the gift that keeps on giving. When we're back, it's What's on Tap. We're going up to the bar to look at the biggest matchups of the weekend. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. The countdown is on for a very special edition of Fantasy Football Pregame. Barry J. and Lawrence will be live this Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern, Leading into Football Night in America, the showtime might be different, but the hashtag isn't. You could still tweet us using hashtag FFPregame. What's on Tap is brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the NFL. Nothing is as easy to enjoy as a Sunday full of football and a fridge full of beer. Here are the games we're locking in on, starting with Cowboys-Dolphins. This has the highest point total of the week, guys, by quite a large margin. Set at 50, the Dolphins are favored by a point. Matthew, I'll start you off with this. I think we get a bounce-back performance from this Dallas offense that just looked completely lost last week. I hope so, although they've been bad on the road. Like, you think about what they are. When they're at home, they're averaging basically 40 points a game, right? That's best in the NFL. They're averaging over 431 yards in offense, third best in the NFL. When they're on the road, 21 points a game, 300 total yards a game, like, all of those are, like, either middle of the pack or below average. So, they've been bad on the road. This game is in Miami at the Dolphins. Now, you saw it on the screen. I have Pollard, Lamb, and Prescott all as top 10 options this week. Prescott's QB 7. CeeDee Lamb, my guy, 8's uh, wide receiver 2. I have him against Jay. So, listen, 8's, you're my only hope. <laughs> Help me, CeeDee Lamb. You're, you're my only there hope. Listening. Come on, Jalen Ramsey. Right. I need uh, – I got to get in my Princess Leia outfit. Help me, CeeDee Lamb. You're my only hope. Um – and uh, I have Pollard at uh, running back nine here. The positives on Pollard, at least 19 touches in three of the last four. But make no mistake, he's considered, like, the Dolphins allow the six fewest fantasy points per game to opposing running backs here. And, again, they're bad on the road. This is an important game for the Dolphins. 
Yeah, and with the Cowboys as well. Tyron <laughs> Smith is in some doubt. Zach Martin is in some doubt. Those are the two best guys on their offensive line for a team that already struggles on the road. And also, it's not just how they've been dominant at home. They've been dominant against bad defenses as well. The way they lit up Philadelphia, the way they lit up your commanders, the Rams in the Dome. They don't have a great pass defense. Now, all of a sudden, you get this Miami team that has been great defensively and also is getting guys back. We, are, we had Javon Holland at practice. Deshaun Elliott looks like he's going to click yeah. concussion protocol. So you get both their safeties back with this new Jalen Ramsey-inspired Dolphins defense. I think the Cowboys might be in some trouble. I don't really know what that means fantasy-wise because he's still starting Dak, CD, Pollard. Uh, I'll be starting my man Jake Ferguson against you, Matthew. Yep. But I wouldn't be expecting perhaps the fireworks that they'd put up in that stretch. I mean, but it, it'll be two touchdowns for Jake Ferguson. I certainly hope CD so. Lamb, CD Lamb will have like a, a, a Cooper Cup-like yeah. last night type game. Yes. Jalen Ramsey like, will like, follow him. Right. For, yeah. four, for like four for 40, yeah. probably drop a touchdown. And Jake Ferguson is going to have like two yeah. touchdowns. Block for the big fella, eights. Yeah. Jake Ferguson is the centerpiece of this offense. <laughs> our our <laughs> next so game. Annoying. It is it is all lining up for you to win. This is this sucks so bad. <laughs> I'm fine. The, the Lions are. at the, the Vikings. I was favored by like 15 going into last night, and now I'm... No mass. No, no mass. Yeah, he's favored. The Lions favored by three points against Minnesota on the road. The over-under is 47 and a half. Now, Jay, the bright side for Minnesota going into this game is why Alexander Madison has been down. Ty Chandler has looked quite good. Can he keep it going against a tougher opponent here? Uh, I think he can to an extent. This is, a, as you mentioned, a much tougher opponent. The Bengals' run defense is not very good at all. But I think the main thing for Chandler is just, I think he has established himself as clearly the guy in this backfield, regardless of whether Madison actually suits up. Uh, Kevin O'Connell was very uh, blunt with his comments about that, saying Ty Chandler will be the featured guy in this offense. If Madison can get back for depth, great. If not, uh, we ride with Ty effectively. So, tougher matchup, but I think with the workload, uh, and the fact that they won't want Nick Mullins to drop back 50 times, I think Ty Chandler can be started with 96% of the team's running back touches last week. He played 81% of the snaps. To your point with Madison out, it doesn't look like he's trending towards playing again. I'm with you. Even if Madison plays, I don't care. Ty Chandler's their best player in the run game, and so I think somebody who, by the way, has a double-digit target share in two of the last four games. So Chandler is one of these guys that like can be involved on all three downs, and so... Uh, I like Chandler. I also, especially because you're starting Nick Mullins against me, what he's going to do is he's going to, like, dump it off to Ty Chandler. It's going to be, like, two yards, and then he's going to run 70 yards for a touchdown because that's obviously going to happen. You fear Mullins, don't you? I fear Mullins. thousand percent. You know what? Like, I was just thinking about this. You're bitching about losing Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert wasn't getting you 25 (laughs) points the way Derek Carr did last night. Sure. Yeah. He probably wouldn't even get you whatever Nick Mullins is going to get you Listen, tomorrow. Nick Mullins is going to Justin have... Herbert did you a favor. Yeah. Nick Mullins is the ultimate fantasy quarterback. He's going to have three picks and cost Minnesota the game. But he's going to put up 24 points in yes. the process. That's uh, 100%. He can, he can That's how it's it. happening. Yeah, That's how it's it. happening. Our last game, of course, Ravens at 49ers. This could be a Super Bowl preview here, guys. The point total is at 47. The Ravens, they're uh, underdogs by five and a half points. Matthew, can you trust any Baltimore running back with Keaton Mitchell out for the year, or does this just make Lamar's rushing impact even larger? I think I think that's it. I think also as an underdog. Look, we haven't seen this before. The, the Ravens have been favored in almost every single game. They've sort of instilled their will against opposing teams, and they run it, whether it's Gus Edwards or Keaton Mitchell or Justice Hill or Lamar Jackson. They've just been able to run the ball because they've been up. They haven't had, they haven't had to be in comeback mode, in crazy comeback mode. They might – I don't know if they're going to be in crazy comeback mode – but you don't love either of these guys. I, in, a, in a semifinal week here, fantasy playoffs, I just wouldn't want to take a chance here with either one of the guys. You would expect because they're likely to be passing because they're down more, maybe Justice Hill. But, you know, 
he's he's played six full games so far this year. Sixty percent of the pass pay, pass pass plays in four of the six games for Justice Hill. So he is their passing down back. But like, how much can you trust that in his first game in more of a featured role? On the road at San Francisco, it's worth noting the Niners have allowed just one rushing touchdown to quarterbacks this season, so maybe Lamar's a little bit more limited. But Gus Edwards, if he doesn't score a touchdown, it's single-digit fantasy points. It just feels like – it honestly feels like you're starting Lamar Jackson, you're starting Isaiah Likely, maybe you're starting Zay Flowers if you feel like it. Or Odell. Or Odell, but like – Honestly, I feel much better about the Niners than I do about the Ravens on the road at San Francisco. I, Lamar, Lamar and Likely are the only guys that I feel confident in starting just because of the tight end position. Yep. It's going to be famous last words, but I think a reckoning is coming for Baltimore on Monday night. I think the Niners are a tier above, and I think that the Ravens, their offense has been so successful because they've been able to be in these run scripts. They're just ahead all the time. They never have to just drop back and throw. And against this Niners defense, I think they're going to have to do that, and I think that they might uh, not be able to keep pace with the Niners. Uh, The one thing that is in Baltimore's favor... Eric Armstead, Javon Hargrave, they, did, they missed last week. They did not practice yesterday. That is one to monitor because that is their run defense. Those two big guys in the middle, if they can't go, then the Niners could be in a bit of trouble against the run. But at the same time, I'm not even sure how much it matters because the offense is so good for the Niners. Now, the one thing is, is that if you were to design an offense, a defense in a lab to stop the Niners, you'd want Kyle Hamilton, you'd want uh, Roquan Smith. So this is going to be Brock Purdy's uh, toughest test, but uh, I think he can pass it. I will say this. You think about weeks one through eight before Keaton Mitchell showed up. Um, Gus Edwards was averaging over 11 fantasy points per game. Justice Hill, just eight points per game, playing only 41% of the snaps. That's Hill. So I do think that if you are starting a Ravens running back this week, again, ideally you're avoiding it. But if you are, feels like Gus Edwards because he's got the better. I know that in theory they're going to be down and they'll be throwing, but Edwards at least has, I think, the better chance at a touchdown. And at least, you know, in terms of numbers, I – it's it's a dice throw with either one of these guys. Yep, That'll do it for What's on Tap, presented by Bud Light. Easy to Sunday, easy to enjoy. We are taking our last break, but when we're back for last call, we got pickup lines for Matthew. Maybe our best betting segment of the year so far. Guys. Yeah, for sure. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code BERRY when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. As we do every Friday here to close out the week at the Happy Hour Bar, Jay and I have pickup lines for Matthew. We try to swing him on a bet here. Uh, with the use of the word yes. swing. Yeah. Really walking a fine line here, Jay. Yeah. Take it away. Yeah. Who wants yes. to bring me home with this sweet haircut that I got now? Yes, the, the crispy do. Uh, <laughs> I will take oh T. Higgins. T. Higgins is receiving problems. No Jamal Chase, remember this. T. Higgins is receiving problems. 56 and a half yards against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, there's a couple of things. One, Jake Browning targeted T. Higgins eight times last week. Two, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they don't have any safeties left. All their safeties are gone. Minka Fitzpatrick is out. Casey's out for the season. Yep. They have another backup safety who's out. They have nothing left. Gardner Mitchell did whatever he wanted. There is no weather. There is no wind expected in Pittsburgh. I think Jake Browning is going to be able to do whatever he wants. I think T. Higgins is his clear target. Uh, and if you just think about this, like Jake Browning, his passing yards prop is I believe, north of 230 yards. Tegan's is set at 56 and a half right. yards. Tyler Boyd is in the low 30s. Like, where are the other yards coming from? I just think that when a guy like Chase comes out, the market often struggles to redistribute uh, usage. I think T. Higgins, he should be set substantially higher than 56 and a half. That one is going to be tough to top. I really like that. I'm going with David Njoku over 49 and a half receiving yards. This is Joe Flacco's guy. Yeah. When you look at the usage the last couple of weeks. And here's the thing, the matchup, as you talked about on love-hate, the Texans. Bottom four defense against tight ends in terms of receptions. Bottom four defense against tight ends in terms of receiving yards. This is going to be a big David Njoku game where Flacco, this is his guy right now. It's a lot of yards for a tight end, but I like the over. Yeah, I like both these bets. Um, I think both these cash. But ultimately, here's the problem. Njoku's counting on Joe Flacco, much like I am counting on Joe Flacco against Jay. So which means he's not going to do anything. It's double hopes. It's It's scary. Too much eggs in one basket. I got... I, that's that's way too much riding on Joe Flacco. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. So I'm starting Joe Flacco in the playoff game. So I'm going to pick Jay's T Higgins. Diversify bet. your pro- I'm portfolio. D- diversify my yeah. portfolio. I like that bet quite a bit as well. I have to do a bet tomorrow on Football Night in America for maybe I might steal that. Yeah, I might steal that. It. Just it's quite so you good know, yeah. without giving you credit. Uh-huh. Well, screw you. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna yeah, because you're gonna beat me in uh, yeah. you know effing fantasy well, playoffs. Here's so. the thing. To get it specific, so Jake Brown, his passing prop is 240 and a half passing yards. T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, you add up their props, it's 90 yards. I'm sorry, where's the other 150 right. yards coming from? Like Tanner right. Hudson? Trent Irwin somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't add up to Dump off to Chase Brown and Joe Mixon. I was just going to say, wow, that's Chase a lot Brown's of running back 17, yards. Mixon is 18. Like, we're not getting around 150 yards <laughs> elsewhere. It just doesn't make any sense. It's a weird disparity. Steven should be significantly higher. Tyler Boyd should be higher as well. Yeah. You're starting against me, right? I am starting Tyler Boyd against you, and I do like him because Steelers really struggle against the slot right. as well. I, I think wonder... they're just going to struggle against any, everyone now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I have to do a parlay. Maybe I'll do a... a you know, maybe I'll do a, uh, a Boyd Higgins yeah. uh, parlay the chaps, kind of thing. You the know, fellas. yeah, yeah exactly. With you know, Najee Harris for two touchdowns, they'll <laughs> yeah. come back. I like that you said that they don't have any safeties left, but they never had any corners really to begin no. with outside of Joey Porter Jr. Well, that's the thing. It's like Joey Porter Jr. He's been good. He's been he's fine this year for a rookie, but he's also had safeties behind him. Right. It gets a lot harder when you don't. And he had some mistakes against the Colts. Patrick Peterson, I might be. He might be. It might be over for right. Patrick Peterson. Uh, yeah, I think they're in big trouble against the uh, Browning Sanity. That's another wow. chapter. I like that. I like this uh, quite a bit. 
boys. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll I'll be uh, sitting on a pile of cash while I uh, while tears roll down my face for my loss to Jay in our fantasy league. Uh, you know what the best thing is is that I'm going to take you down. I'm going to take down Jalen Hurts, your ride or die from last year's yeah. process, and Amon Ra. Who's my both. current ride or die? Yeah, I'm going to take yeah, you I need Amon Ra. I need Ceedee Lamb. I need Eights. I need Mostert. Yeah. You know, Mostert's been like he's playing so Dallas. So much better than mine. I know. As well. I know. I know. It's it's outrageous. You outscored the league by about 200 points. A hundred percent. I'm not going to have a title show for it. I'm going to be incredibly bitter, angry. This might be my last show because I might quit fantasy <laughs> after this. All right. It's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Hey, it's Festivus tomorrow. Come back from fantasy pregame. For Jane Conrad, Matthew, peace out. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.